I'm not going to talk my way into an appointment because your closing ratios will go down. Your closing ratios are direct proportion to what got the meeting. Was it their idea or was it some cute thing I said to wedge my way in there? I don't believe in gimmicks. I'm politely direct. I don't confuse feet. Are you looking to improve your sales skills without compromising your values? Welcome to Sales Made Easy, a podcast for business and personal growth. Join Harry Spade, author of Selling with Dignity, your formula for life-changing sales results, as he hosts sales experts and business owners who share their journeys of personal growth and business success without resorting to pushy sales tactics. Now, here's your host, Harry. What is the good word? Today, you're going to enjoy a great conversation with the one and only Joe Peachy. And if you don't know Joe, he's got quite a reputation. Global Gurus has ranked Joe number one in the world as far as sales trainers. And he's been now, I think, number one for like three years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So we are in great company if we're going to talk about sales, and we will be doing that. So Joe is a strategist for top sales professionals and a coach specializing in results-driven training. Check out his website, peachyandpeachy.com, and see what Joe has to offer because he is great. So Joe, welcome to the Sales Made Easy podcast. What's the good word? Well, thank you so much, but we've been trying to do this for a while. We have. And we finally got it done. Yes. Well, you know, it's seven o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, and I asked Joe if we could podcast early. And I know Joe gets up pretty early, so seven o'clock is probably halfway through the day for you. Well, it's a, it's perfect time to do this. The sun is coming up and, you know. Exactly. And I had to get a head start before the, uh, the landscapers come by. Of course. So, all right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So let's talk sales a little bit, Joe. What sure. is it exactly that you're doing today to help serve the community and business? Well, the biggest thing for us, whether it's corporations, B2B, or B2C, our specialty area really is a, a, about 80% of what we do is tactical training where we help people physically generate leads 20 to 40 ways. Then we help them pick up the phone and book appointments, navigate the gatekeeper, get return phone calls, so get to the decision maker, which I think is our niche, Okay. From there, we teach consultative sales, whether it's virtual, live, negotiation. So because so much of our training is skill-based, we work in so many markets. Okay, so the so vertical one is consultative tactical sales training. Vertical two is we work with speakers, coaches, trainers, and consultants, not on how to talk, not on how to write but how to run a profitable business and how to make money with their talent and intellectual property. Yeah, great stuff. And the, and the world needs it. There are so many people that are, you know, struggling with sales. I mean, quotas, people, I mean, if you talk to any business owner that has a sales team, they talking about that the percentages of people at quota, it's sales for some is just not easy. So what would you say is the biggest challenge? Well, maybe not the biggest challenge, but let's talk about the 
private, the single individual that's starting a business and they just don't know how to sell. So how can you help them? What are some thoughts that you have in mind? I think, first of all, the problem is they think the business is the business. They don't understand that <laughs> their product, their service does not sell itself. So they'll spend money on their websites. They'll buy new clothes. You know, they'll do all the, you know, you know, they'll actually build out a building at times. Mm, yeah. And then when I finally get across the table from them and, and things aren't going so well, they run out of money, you know, and they say things to me like, well, well, can you help us out? And I said, well, I'm running a business and business costs money. And, you know, and, and what would you recommend we do? I said, I recommend you make an investment in the most important aspect of business, which is sales. So I think the number one problem is they put sales on the back end and they don't realize that is their business. A hundred percent. And it's, you find this out very quickly. I was interviewing a CEO of Yo Mama's Foods one time, and he just simply said, without sales, you don't have a business. You have a hobby, whatever, right? So, yeah, so you must come across this quite a bit, it sounds like. So as you try to help somebody, if they've never had sales experience, where do you suggest that someone starts? Well, fundamentals. I mean, and one of the things that we really held the line with. So, I mean, just like in our sales boot camp, we allow 24 people. All right. Mm -hmm. From all over the country, we'll get 18 different industries, but yep. we'll get entry level right to 37 years of experience. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you something. I don't change a methodology because I don't believe you can you can coach talent, charisma, or personality. So everything we train is processes, skills, messaging, and communication. And I've had people, I've, I've got a coaching clients been in the medical sales industry 37 years. He comes to every sales boot camp, okay, to sharpen his sword. And so I think the fundamentals is really important. So, One more thing on that. Yeah. I, when people take a sales job or when people hire a salesperson, I don't think either one of them is honest about what is my job here? What do I need to master to be successful? Right. Yeah. I mean, you just touched on so many good things there, Joe. So the first thing that comes to mind is sharpening the sword and being better. So let's just touch on that a little bit. Why is that important? Well, I don't care what the profession is. You've been around a long time. I don't care if it's a doctor, a lawyer, a realtor. They have ongoing education. And then a salesperson takes a Dale Carnegie class 25 years ago, and they think, I got this. You know, the sad part is, and you and I both know some tremendous authors. Well, books are not being read like they once were read, especially by sales professionals. You know, if they're out on the road, I'm going to tell you, when they get in off the road, they're going to turn on ESPN. They're going to drink their, their favorite beverage, eat a pizza. And the last thing sometimes you're going to do is open up a great sales book. And I'm not saying they don't, but I'm saying they need to. And, and so the whole professional growth and the, they need to look at sales as a profession. You know, I do 
I do all our training, coaching, and speaking, but I do all our selling. And I better stay on the cutting edge of what's going on out there. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. I mean, that one sales training you did 100 years ago, not you, but someone that does the Dale Carnegie or whatever, not that, that that's a bad thing or Sandler, whatever. Things have changed. The buyers, the everything changes. I mean, it's like I was talking to someone recently and they said, it's difficult to do outbound. It's like you can be on it years ago. It's like you could be on a do not call list. Now it's even harder. You know, when people put you on a list, it's hard to get through people who are, you know, auto, well, I forgot what you call it, but the machines that whatever the technology that answers the phone, whatever you call that. And yeah, it's just hard to get through decision well, it sometimes. Is, it is, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but this is my world, you know, because of cybersecurity, where email marketing has taken a, a shot, right? Because yeah. any company in America that deals with cybersecurity, what are they telling their people? Don't open cold emails. Right. And yeah. so I believe the phone is still the most effective tool, and we prove it every training. I mean, in our sales boot camp, in our last sales boot camp, 24 people, 18 different industries. They range from entry level to 37 years. Okay. A hundred different target markets were in the room. And we made 500 calls on day three live. We booked a 77% conversion to appointment, got through 92% of the gatekeepers, got 47 same day return phone calls, and actually went into some virtual sales and closed a couple hundred thousand in business. Now, we do that every time. Why? Because we focus on the main thing. I don't try to train everything. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I, I wanted to be an expert at the hardest part of sales. How do you get in front of the person with the chip? So good. Yeah. And what would you say is maybe for someone who is afraid to pick up the phone, what would you say to that person? Well, I think, again, fear comes from lack of knowledge and repetition. Okay. I mean, let me give you an example. We go through three days in our boot camp. I will not take a corporate training if it's not a minimum of two days because I need prep time. I need a lot of time on communications and value propositions and scripting. And yes, I believe in scripting. Okay. And all of the components up to the time where you picked up the phone. So one of the reasons why people don't like the phone is they're handed a list or handed a script they never bought into. Go get them, buddy. And they get three no answers, two hangups, and one no, and they're done. Okay. So what happens is we do all this training on day three. People saunter into that room and it's like quiet, really quiet. It's, it's like a funeral. If, and nobody's touching the Danish and nobody's touching the coffee. And, and then they get there and we spread them out. I got permission to use the lobby. I got out by the pool. We spread them out. And it's slow going. It's like starting a car in Michigan in February. But then all of a sudden they go, wow, this works. These people aren't me. Okay. And the minute the person on the other end of the phone realizes they're talking to a real person, not a robocall, it changes the game. So now all of a sudden, repetition creates confidence. 
And I'm, I'm around the whole time and I'm helping them through the whole thing. And, and I have literally taken the phone out of somebody's hand and helped them. This is what you said. This is how mm -hmm. you said. And so all of a sudden, after an hour and a half, we have defeated the giant. The hardest part of sales is getting a qualified appointment. Once a person can do that, they own the keys to the castle. And that's why we decided to make that a focal point of our train. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And what you said about, uh, you know, the scripting there, why is that important, especially early on? Well, you know, I go into companies or people go, you know, I never like scripting. So I say something like, well, you know, the best actors in the world, like Pacino, De Niro, Stallone, they're all Italian, right? And I said, they're all script, but they're so well rehearsed, it doesn't sound like a script. And so we have scripts for how you get a return phone call, how do you navigate a gate? And so now they're prepared and preparation is always better than winging it. And so it takes the emotion out of it. And now all of a sudden it becomes tactical. Okay. And so they're not on the fly trying to figure out, now what am I going to say to this person? What am I going to say to that person? Yeah, exactly. And when you say the scripting, it's like what you mentioned, it's, you've got to know what you're talking about. And eventually you might lose the script a little bit, but it's not like you're suggesting read a script. That's not natural, but, but in, you the, in the beginning, yeah. in the initial, they will be reading it. I yeah. mean, the first sales call ever, I got 56 straight no's one time. And I, and then I heard something about scripting. And I couldn't find any good scripts, so I created one. It was horrible. But the very first time I used the script, the guy said, are you reading this? He, I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, okay, I'll meet with you. It sounds pretty good. And I went, what am I doing here? You know. So now I just need to learn my script so well that it's very fluent. Exactly. Yeah. And I can tell yeah. you this, the biggest learning point these people have is when they get off a script and the phone call starts going off, there's a point in our script where all I do is I point to that, read it, and it pulls it back into a quality meeting. Yeah, exactly. And what about like, so sometimes does it go into like the potential buyer saying something along the lines, what is it you have? And Again, the caller starts to get confused. And what's your thought there? Well, that's, that's again. If you use a process, so like my process is very simple. We generate the leads, no matter how we get leads. I don't care inbound, outbound, 90%. You can see my, my board behind me. You see that? Yes. That's and he has got a gigantic whiteboard. And what is on that? That's so six months of proposals. Okay. And the only proposals that go out of this office are at the end of my sales meeting. I say, do you want a formal proposal? So the first half of the year, I got over 200 proposals out. So I generate the leads. Then I pick up the phone and I literally read my own script. Now I don't have to read because I, I own it. But if they start asking questions, it triggers me into what I call my sales core story. Now I kick that into gear. Don't react. I'm very proactive, not reactive. So everything I do has a process and I don't care what the sale is. 
I, I don't run a retail store here. This is consultative sales. This is not transactional sales. 85% of sales happens between a 6th and a 15th contact. 67% of the population processes information slowly, which means 83% of the people in the world are not ready to buy today. And yet people are out there wanting the one call close, get to yes or no as fast as possible. And so they leave so much money off the table. Yeah, I love it. The yeah, and you've got the reputation. So if you, you get if you don't know Joe on this, he lives it. So he doesn't just preach it; he actually lives it. And I've been on the receiving end of Joe's phone calls for a couple of years. And Joe, you never once you tell the story and how somebody can benefit. It's not like you're calling and putting pressure on people nope. and making them feel guilty. What is your I don't know. I don't want to, I guess, what is your thought in making these follow-up calls that you said it's going to take six to 15 times? Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. 92% of sales professionals don't follow up after the first no answer or no. They, they just don't. Yeah. So just by following up, and then here's, here's the key, and you folks who are listening, write this down. Don't mistake pressure with professionalism. Professionals... Professional business owners, sales professionals, follow up. It took me 10 years to get Caldwell Banker. It took me 12 years to get Blue Cross and Blue Shield. I didn't hammer them. I didn't chase them. I stayed in touch with them, and I followed up. Usually in our sales boot camp, 80% of the people that are in the room, that boot camp, the first time I talked to them might have been two or three years before. But. I stay, I have a full funnel, consistent full funnel. Yeah. Just touch on that for what a full funnel means. Well, I have many, many people at different areas of sales. So in other words, I have a lot of people entering our lead generation. Big part of the funnel. You've got to have multiple ways of generating leads. And I don't pay for leads. I refuse to pay for leads. So we're very proactive, right? Then from there, the next part of the funnel is our outreach. Our outreach is not an email. It's not a long convoluted note on LinkedIn. If I get a phone number, I'm picking up the phone and we're going to work, right? From that funnel, a portion of those are going to want to go to a meeting. That's the next part of the funnel. From that meeting, they're either going to want a proposal or not. That's the next part of the funnel. From there, they're either going to want to move forward or not, which is a deposit and contract. So, so you've got to have people. If, if you don't have people at every stage of that, there's going to be peaks and valleys in your business. You're going to have times of great business, and you're going to have times where, you know what? You got nothing, and you're sitting there going, oh, I got to start over. See, I don't, I don't want to start over. I mean, what's today? What is today's date? We're doing July 21st. All right. So as of, and it's early in the morning, so today doesn't count. But as of July 20th, which was less yesterday, I got 2,400 proposals out this month. I don't know how many of those will close right now. All I know is the, if you have a full funnel, you will never pressure people. Mm. They exactly. buy when they're ready, not when I want them to. Oh, such money, Joe. 
So do you consider yourself like a strong closer type? No. ABC. I, 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 don't be in, I don't believe in that at all. I okay. believe I provide benefits, results, solutions. We establish their timeline. Okay. I stay in touch with them. I have never had to refund a dime. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for 20, more than 25 years, 30 years. I started selling in 92. That's a while. You use a cheap clothes, cheap technique. And look, I know all about, well, we're going to shorten the sales process. Shortening the sales process is about me. Exactly. Yeah. I don't believe sales is about me. I believe if a person buys the results, benefits, and solutions when they're ready, then you're not going to have a remorse buyer. You're not going to have somebody, you know, say, I wish I wouldn't have done this. Maybe I made a, a wrong decision. All right. Again, if the funnel is full, they're going to buy when they're ready. If they're buying when they're ready, then when you get into that training environment, a training room, a boot camp, a coaching, they're there ready to go to work. You're not having to fight with them. A mutual friend of ours the other day, Kurt Mercadante, just a great friend, coaching client, been to our boot camps. He's got a coaching business too. And he goes, Joe, do you ever have a problem with your coaching clients not doing what you recommend? I said, no. He goes, why? I said, because my coaching clients come and become part of my coaching after they've experienced my training. I don't have to prove my worth. They've already booked appointments. They've already closed me. They already know my methodology works. And, and, and back to what you said in the original, our sales training program, forget Joe Peachy, forget what global gurus say about Joe Peachy. Joe Peachy's not important. What's more important is our sales training program has been ranked four years in a row, the number one sales training program in the world. And you can't buy that. This is not pay per play, you know? So we're more excited about that our system works for anyone. Yeah. And so when you think of these, you know, all these promises that are made, the people are going to, like you mentioned, shorten the sales cycle. They're going to increase results by a gazillion percent. And, you know, it's, it's going to be this magical closing line. It seems like it's just loaded with shortcuts. And what I'm hearing from you is like the first, one of the early things that you said is like, you have to talk to people between six to 15 times. But that's, that's the right? national average. Right. When people who are listening to you and they hear all of this logical, common sense, data proven stuff, that makes perfect sense to me. But the shiny object says, look, I can bypass all of this and I can listen or I can follow somebody or I could go to one of their online courses for $9,997 or whatever. And I'm going to just get the magic pill to close business because I need the magical close. What's it, what do you say to that person? Well, the problem, the magical pill is one-sided. The... Uh... The prospect isn't going to that course. The prospect isn't taking that magical pill. It's not about us. It's about them. Okay. It, it's when they're ready, if they're ready. Look, I don't get all the deals. I don't. 
You know, I, I lose deals to other competitors and that's part of life. All I know is I know what makes us unique. I sell our uniqueness. If they want what we deliver and they're ready, you know, people don't say no to me, okay, because of our pricing. They say no to me because they're not ready. And there's nothing you can do to make somebody ready that's not ready. There is no magic. There's no psychology in that. Oh, my goodness, Joe. This raises the question. I've heard people try to overcome the objection, if you will, or concern of we're not ready. And the response is by the seller. Something along the lines, well, what could be more important than growing your sales? And when people say that, something along those lines, like their product is the most important thing, what's, first of all, what's your thought about a seller saying something along those lines? The one thing I don't want to do, I never want the potential client to feel like this is an ultimatum. Number two, that if they don't go with me, I'm in trouble. Look, I'm there to provide. I know the results we can deliver. I tell people, you can call 100% of my client. People say, well, do you have references? I said, if I give you references, you're going to go, you gave me the best ones. I said, you can go all over my website, you can go to my LinkedIn, you can see we work with hundreds of companies, work with thousands of people. Call any of them and just say did you get a return on investment? Did you get what you, what you came for, right? How long did it take you to get your return on this thing if you followed the train? But it's still up to them. Are they ready? I had a guy tell me yesterday, I know you can help us. I know you're the right one. I know the methodology. We're not ready. I said, fantastic. Would you like me to stay in touch with you? He goes, absolutely, because I'm going to wake up one morning and we're going to be ready. You know, I'm not a big person at teaching gadgets and gadgets. Of over I do not overcome objections to get appointments. Now, listen, if they don't want the appointment, I don't want the appointment. I'm not going to talk my way into an appointment because your closing ratios will go down. Your closing ratio is a direct proportion to what got the meeting. Was it their idea or was it some cute thing I said to wedge my way in there? I don't believe in gimmicks. I'm politely direct. I don't confuse feet. So refreshing. I love this. Is, this is like the complete opposite of what many do, no, but not the great ones. This is exactly what the great ones do. There's no magic, do the right thing. You, you, you said something along the lines about making your prospect, well, putting the pressure on them and now you're going to alienate them. Right. Right. So like, say you've got this great opportunity, great, whatever, targeted account, CEO, they tell you that sales are down. You are having this conversation. They say, we're not ready. If you were to say to that person, what can be more important than hiring me, coming in and helping you with your sales? Now you said there's a chance of alienation. 
what would the follow-up calls be like if you alienated yourself by saying something well, that's both, That's where guilty. you don't get a mansion both because yeah. now they don't want to talk to you. Exactly. All right. Yeah. But because of the, and I don't have time to go into my actual meeting because of the way I do a meeting, I know before the end, if they're ready, because of the questions I ask. Yeah. I, I believe a good, a good quote unquote seller is more about questions than statements. All right. Exactly. Yep. And so I spend a lot of my time in discovery. Yeah. Excellent. It's great advice. And you know, you can have a prospect, like you mentioned, for 10 years. And you know, right? It doesn't, unless, I mean, whatever, but if you're not, if you're thinking you're not going to be in business two years from now, why would you alienate your potential buyer? It, just, it makes no sense to me. Be respectful, follow what they're directing you just exactly as you say, and ask permission even, would you mind if I followed up? Most people are going to say, sure. And so that makes it easy for us. Well, we go back to the word funnel. I think when you don't have a full funnel, you will pressure people. You will use gadgets and gadgets. Why? Because you need that sale. If I don't get a sale, I don't hit my quota. If I don't hit my quota, I don't get my bonus. If I don't get my bonus, man, that new car I bought, I'm in trouble. So we pressure our clients because of our own lack of consistency. You know, one of my coaching clients, he was upset with a missed deal. And I said, well, why are you blaming them? What do you mean? How many calls did you make that day? Well, one of our business, we have Peachy and Peachy. We have a second business called Sell More Virtually. And I invite anybody to go on the Sell More Virtually site. There's an actually, there's a free masterclass, the eight essentials of sales success. And, uh, and so we, every Thursday night, the members that are available, it's all recorded too. We do a live coaching, training, mastermind. And he said, Joe, how long does it take you to get off of a no? And I said, I can't afford to let no's hurt me personally, or I would stop doing this. And we're sitting in the same room we're sitting. This is not my studio. This is my war room. This is my office. And he's looking at my board. He goes, well, what's that? I said, well, those are my proposals for six months. He goes, six months. I said, look, I'm not telling you you got to live my life. But every sales professional, business owner has to decide, how much money do I need to make? When do I need to make it? Why do I need to make it? And what does it take to do that? And what we're going to find is there's a over a 90% turnover in outside sales, outbound sales. Why? They weren't prepared and they didn't know what they were getting themselves into, but it looked cool. And they thought, hey, I can go sit at Panera and, and put up my laptop and do some work and, you know, and meet my wife for lunch and go get my hair cut. It's a lot of hard work to have outbound sales. Right. It's, it's I, would never, I would never accept coaching on outbound sales from somebody that doesn't do outbound sales because it's different than inbound sales. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. You are the grand master, in my opinion, of living exactly what you preach, and just the approach is so aligned with 
selling with dignity, the name of this podcast, Sales Made Easy. You don't use the gimmicks. You don't put the pressure on. You know, you just follow up respectfully. You do the right thing for your client. You let, let the prospect make the decision. Just there's so much great stuff in here. Not tiring out. You know, someone says no a couple of times. You're still respectful. You know, they're not ready. Five years from now, they may be, right? Yeah. And what if they're not? Does that mean they're not good people? No, it just means they're not ready. Yeah. Can I give a free gift? Of course. All right. If everyone would take out their cell phone and go into your text area and you're going to put into the message box the word sales edge, S-A-L-E-S-E-D-G-E. -E -E. Now, some phones break it up. It's got to be one word, so you may have to put quotes around it. You're going to send sales edge to, text it to the number 55678. That's going to send you to a peachy, peachy link. Hit the link. Could take to a splash page. There's a free webinar. There's free courses. Also, subscribe to my podcast, The Sales Edge. Okay. Harry's been on it. We've got great people on it. We just found out our podcast is ranked in the top 2% podcasts in the world. And I don't say that bragging. I'm just saying we don't even know how that happened. You know, we just found out from somebody at Podfest who asked me to. Put an application in to possibly speak at their conference, right? That our podcast is a top two percent. It's a it's a very tight podcast. Comes out every Tuesday. A lot all content. Yeah, it's great and one stuff. More offer. Sure, absolutely. Any of you who would like to have a complimentary cup of Joe, then just call 407-947-2590. You know I'm not going to use any gadgets. I'm not going to try to convince you to do anything. But we'll take a couple of minutes. Maybe I can give you a tip or two. Beautiful. You can definitely do that. And folks, I encourage you to text the number. And I'll put that in the show notes. And Joe brings the value. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sales Made Easy podcast, sir. I expect you'll probably be making a call or two today. I have to. All right. Appreciate you, Joe.